This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester Till I Die Podcasts on the Apple iTunes. Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV with Chris and Chumps. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. All you need for everything Leicester City FC. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we? You still with us? <laughs> Slavia Prague nil, Leicester City nil. Sometimes they say a picture can paint a thousand words. I guess the modern version of that these days is a gift. A gift? A gift can say a thousand words. <laughs> am I being unfair or am I being totally spot on? Let us know your thoughts on the game. You can catch us live now on YouTube on Leicester Till I Die TV, on Facebook, Leicester Till I Die, the group. Either click on the StreamYard link on the post or just put your name at the end so we know who we're talking to. Twitter and Periscope is at Leicester TID. And if you want to catch us after the show and listen to us back, um, it's 
any podcast really you should be able to find us but we're definitely on apple itunes spotify anchor google and all the main ones to name but a few let's just go and get a couple of your early comments in here um Somebody says yes. <laughs> Was that to the sleeping? I don't know. Um, somebody else here has said spot on, Chris. Thank you very much. Uh, Bookline says fair. Um, Facebook user said poor second half. It was. Not saying the first half was brilliant, but the first half did seem better. And it's usually the other way around with us. We usually come out all guns firing, but uh, that was more them today. Let's find out what my colleagues are going to say and have to say about that match tonight. Uh, let's first of all bring in my normal chat chum, and that's Brad. Good evening, Brad. Evening, Chris. How are You'll you? Just slap you about with your cod so that you can stay awake. <laughs> if well, I've got to be honest with you, your cod was probably more fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely, it definitely was, mate. As you know, we 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 we've talked off air quite a bit, and I've been struggling with my sleep, and I've just come to this decision: if that's not going to send me to sleep, then nothing will, because <laughs> that was just oh dear. This is going to be fun to talk about. It could be probably one of our um, shortest programs on the. Uh... Uh, post-match show let's bring in xfox and regular contributor to the show julian good evening julian good evening chris evening brad evening julian you pretty much the same are you uh match sticks under the eyelids yeah yeah i was all full of hope before kickoff hoping we'd bring uh you know results home and i suppose that the only thing we can be positive about was a clean sheet Indeed. Uh, were we expecting too much? When you look at the other results tonight, I mean, Tottenham got four, Man United got four. We, you know, and I know you shouldn't say, but it was only the, the a, a, a Czech league, but they, they are very strong. Brad, were we expecting too much? No, honestly, I don't think we were. I think we should have easily come. I think tonight, we, most less fans were being worst case scenario, we only nicked one away goal and. Mm. We put the time in hands. Come away and nil nil. Like, look, we'll get on to the, the the game in general in, in a minute. But that's 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 poor by Leicester standards of of expectation expectations and what we have proven we can do this season. I don't care that they're unbeaten in their league. I, I don't care about their performances in their league because it's of a different class. I'm sorry, but it is. It's just a different class to the Premier League. That was poor. That was poor tonight. And to not get a goal or something out of that, you know, of, we've we've sat back and took the mick out of other clubs that have lost games to, to teams of similar stature to these, not got results. Well, we deserve everything that comes back at us tonight in abundance because we were poor. I mean, like like Julian said, the only positive is is the fact we didn't concede. What does that say? That was a poor game. Brad would uh, Brad, sorry, Julian. <laughs> I was going to say Brad news at ten. Left until I die. <laughs> Julian, would, would would you agree with all of that? Yeah, I was quite surprised to be honest. I mean, I, I thought that we, you know we'd, we'd start quite cagely and, and feel our way into the game, find out the opponents, and then work out you know how we could best get at them. But it was it was quite open from the off. Albrighton had that early chance, and they went straight back down the other end uh, and, and had the corner. And I thought that was a bit weird that we that we started. It was quite open. It was a bit end to end stuff, and it you know it, it felt like two boxers just going hell for leather when one of them needed to calm down and work out how to beat the opponent. And I thought that should have been us. Um, we never really got a foothold in the game at, at any point in the ninety minutes, which again is strange for us. We've got so many players in that first team uh, that are very calm and on the ball, very good on the ball, and we didn't really show that we had any of those qualities or capabilities right right throughout the match. It was. Uh, it was a, quite a surprise to be honest watching it. I've got to stay with you, Julian, because I want to ask you about this. I mean, there was the comments about um, who at all the buys our goalie did before the game. Um, although I think that was, I remember, was some non-league goalkeeper that was sponsored by Greg's. But that's going to fire Casper up. But when when you walk out and you see this on the stands, Slavia Prague fox hunting as a player. How does that make you feel when you walk out and see that? 
If I'd have walked out and saw that, I would have absolutely loved it because I would have been wanting 100% to ram those words right mm. down the back of their throats. And that would have just driven me, not in a bad way, in a good way. That would have made me want to get on top of them, to beat my opponent, to get that goal ahead, to start taking the mickey out of their place, to be chatting to them all game. You know, uh, it would have really, really fired me up in the most positive way. It really would. I love stuff like that. I used to love playing away from home because you had all the Barmy fans singing nonstop for 90 minutes. Uh, you were up against it when that first time we came into the Premier League. You know, backs against the walls, a lot of away games. The atmospheres like that were fantastic. And that that would have been, um, you know, red rag to a bull for me. I thought it was fantastic. That Brad, that's like the manager's team talk done for him almost, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, Julian. You could you could have been there tonight. They might have fired a rocket up the backside to that sort of speech. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna have a look at a couple of comments that are coming up here. Um Facebook user Goldie was poor, gave the ball away. Maybe he had eaten too many pies. I don't know. I didn't think he was uh, had a bad game if you're referring to to to, to Casper. Uh, didn't know Prague was made up of the Olympic diving team. <laughs> like we said before, I think um, it was weird because yes, they had fans in, and that that's that's the way it is. We've got to, we've got to live with the fact that they're, they're allowed some fans in. It was only six hundred, but you could still over the fans hear the screaming uh, of the players as they went down. Facebook user here says apparently they are playing, blaming the pitch. Um, didn't look any worse than, than the King Power, to be honest with you. Uh, Mark, good evening, Mark. Thanks for joining us. Hello, gents. Didn't really get out of first gear all night. Was a defensive and midfield skirmish, and they totally cancelled each other out. But we all know what we have to do now to get through. We do indeed. And Brookline here, uh, I will restate the 2021 Axiom. Strong start, weak finish, weak start, strong finish. Fair point. Brad, I know you probably were going to disagree with me on this one because we, we, we spoke briefly before we went live. I thought it was a better first half than it was second. And usually for Leicester, we'd have a better second half. But they almost out-Leicestered us, if you like, because they came out all guns firing in that second half. No, I mean, first of all, you're right. That second half was worse than the first half. Um which was some mean feat to be worse than the first half, because after the first 10, 15 minutes, not a lot happened. Let's face it. I think what infuriated me is exactly what you've just said. You've hit the nail on the head. We got, when we've lost or or, or had a bad spell in, in the league this season and conceded a goal, it's been when we've ironically sat here and gone, well, when they did that, they outlasted us. And for the first, I think 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes out of the second half, I don't remember us touching the ball. It was all mm. Prague, and that was that was the thing that was most disappointed me tonight. Is they kind of they must have gone in that change room at half time laughing, going, huh, "We got away with that. How the hell of sec joint second in the Premier League, and that's the best they've got to offer." Because that's not kidding ourselves. It wasn't a weak side. It wasn't like we played mm. players that we don't know how good they are. And they came in and going, "Sod it, lads, go at them." If I was a gaffer, I'd have gone, forget it, lads, just go at them. Forget this defensive plan, let's go at them. Because if that's the best they've got to offer in the first 45 minutes, we might as well go at them. And that's exactly what they did. And that's why they controlled most of that second half. I mean, Julian, we started that first half, I thought, first 10 minutes, um, very, very well. And we had some really good sort of chances early on, but it did kind of dwindle. Was there some tired legs out there, do you think? Because it was a strong team. Yeah, I mean, we were a strong team. I don't agree with the tired leg, you know, the fit athletes, to be to be honest with you. I mean, I, we did start well, but like I said, I still felt it was a bit frantic and they had a couple of chances. They seemed to overload the back post when it was a diagonal or a switch. He had a couple of sort of free headers and moments that with a bit of better quality from the person receiving the ball might have put, put us in a bit more danger. But I thought the first half, if I'm honest, was, was quite even, but... Not in a great way, because I don't think either team really put the foot on the ball. You know, it was different the second half, but that was just sort of a bit end-to-end. -end. You know, we got the ball, we're going forward. They got the ball, they went forward. A uh, few chances far in between. You know, I agree with Bradley. The, 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 the thing that annoyed me most about the game is, in any game, whether you're up against it, whether you're the team on top, you, should, you nearly always have or should always have, you know, a, a spell in the game. You know, you see FA Cup games with teams 
you know, two divisions below. They'll have a 15-minute spell where they're actually on top and, you know, the other team may be having a rest or, you know, whatever it is. And, and we didn't even have that tonight. There was a little bit of a momentum change when I thought the subs came on second half, but whether that just unsettled Prague or not, but Prague did come out so quickly second half and literally dominated it. We didn't have a kick. Uh, we were struggling. We couldn't keep hold of the ball. And like I say, that changed slightly when the subs come on, but not significantly. And and, and again, like I said, at no point were we foot on the ball, a bit of control, a bit of dictatorship in the game. And, and that very, very disappointing. As Brad said, you know, with all due respect to you know, their league was was second in the Premier League, which is the you know, the biggest and toughest league in the world. So we should have done a lot better, I thought. Brad, I mean, when you look at our recent performances, and um, we are unbeaten, sometimes the result belies the performance. And when you look at, you know, the Wolves game certainly was not a good performance, but we came away with a point. Brighton was again a poor performance, I felt, but we, we got lucky and we scored the goal in the 90th, you know, first minute, whatever. That's all that matters. Liverpool, up until the, just getting the goal, again, wasn't a brilliant performance. Is Are the performances starting to worry you at all? Not so much, yeah. It's, they're, not, they're not exactly worrying because after that first 10 minutes, I did a bit of quick maths. Someone might know that in the comment when I say quick maths like that. Um, and I realised that obviously over two ties, the bare minimum you're going to get is, is if I've done it right, it's 180 minutes. And I after that first 10 minutes, I said, I would say there's 170 minutes left of this this these two ties against Slavia Prague, and they're not scoring. If they score against us, it's, it's embarrassing because they did not look like scoring after that first 10 minutes. I don't think we're looking bad on a defensive structural side, maybe we had entwined with Vardy's injury. We had we had the tired legs, and I, I agree with you. And I don't really like that as an excuse. But with the injuries, we the multiple injuries we'd suffered through our midfield and defence, we noticed just before you know these players started to come back that they would looked a bit leggy. You know, we go back five or six, probably even longer than that, weeks ago when we started saying maybe all maybe Fuchs has played more than he. he he should be because, it, you know, it was taking his toll on him and we were saying that he's done a good job, but we need to get someone in there to cover while we had these injuries. And maybe it's a bit a mixture of players coming back, players blowing a, blowing blowing thin air, blowing through their lungs and everything, just not having enough about them to do it. I don't know. I, I agree with Julian on the fact that class league, class facilities... Big wage; these players should be able to handle two games and win a week without thinking about it. But what worries me a bit is, and we've brought this up before, is we we kind of got figured out a little bit on how we do things. And when Leicester get figured out, they go through a six to eight week period where the results don't quite go the way. You know, like you said, Brighton and effectiveness was nil nil until the very very last kick of the game. You know, tonight was disappointing. Wolves was disappointing, and we've got away with it. But it's just—it's one of them things that it doesn't concern me until it starts going wrong. You know, if we play Villa like that tonight, I'll be concerned because we will get battered. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. If that's a performance we put up against a side like Villa, and for the next two or three weeks in the league, we will get overturned. Then I'll worry. Right now. Yeah. I'm a little bit thinking. It's it's in the back of my mind, but it's not a, an over concern right now. Julian, talking of the defence uh, and as a defender, young Luke Thomas, he looked good again. Um, he got the nod because a, a few of us thought it might be Fuchs because of you know with the experience, he seems to be get, developing a really good understanding with Harvey Barnes. They they had some good interplay between them tonight. He did, and, and you know, it's it's a, not just a football thing. I think you know the two youngish lads; they probably get on really well in the changing room, and you could see that on the pitch. Like you say, they interchanged really well. They were offering support if Barnes went wide. Uh, Thomas came inside, and, and vice versa. Uh, and, and it looks like potentially, you know, a really future, you know, good partnership if you can keep those two guys together. Mm. And you know, I've always 
you know, said my frustrations about him not get, getting more game time. And I was delighted to see the team announcement tonight and, and that he was starting and I think he had one or two sort of moments. But other than that, I thought he did uh, excellently covered ground well. And he was, he was up against a really good, you know, good player, I thought, a strong opponent for someone so young. And I thought he, he dealt with him admirably. So, yeah, a real positive there. And, you know, I thought Barnes... Uh, tonight was the thorn in the side and probably the yeah. most likely person to unlock or create anything. And, you know, I think we should have been ramming that ball down his neck just to give him every opportunity to do that. Uh, but I thought, you know, what, what he did do, I thought he did excellently. But yeah, please for Luke Thomas. Great that he was selected. And uh, yeah, he's just, again, said to the manager, like we've talked about, you know, Chowdhury and Ineacho doing is, is sort of, I think, put himself in a good place where when it comes for selection, the manager should have, you know, every confidence in selecting him. There was a moment there when Johnny Evans, Brad, was injured um, and he went off limping, apparently. And um, is that a worry? Or if he isn't fit, Amati can move into centre-back and obviously Ricardo didn't play tonight, but he should be back for the weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, it's always a worry when someone of that quality is missing from your squad, you know, regardless of the back you've got. And you know, and, I, and we've already been proven this season that he can do a job there, Amati. But obviously, you're just more assured when it's someone like Evans in your back line, whether it's Soyuncu for Farna that's with him. If Evans is there, you just feel a bit more relaxed. And hmm. it's not the first time; it's been the last three or four weeks we've noticed when it gets into the last knock into the game, he seems to struggle a bit, he seems to tire, he seems to um he seems to pull up a bit, you know, and we and it's not something that's gone unnoticed. And unfortunately for us, you know, we've kind of had to go, sorry mate, we can't bring you off because I've got no one else on the bench. Yeah. They're either all in they're either all in the Leicester Royal infirmary or the treatment room or or they're just you know that they're concentrating on under 23s or under 18s at this rate. That's how spare we are at the back. But yeah. it, it is a concern. But I think you, I think the idea was tonight, this obviously didn't come off, was to do what United and Tottenham have done, which was bury this leg in one go so that we could rest these players when the second leg comes around. And then the likes of Vardy, Evans, and that maybe could have come off and got themselves an early rest ahead of Villa at the weekend. But it's something we'll be concerned about when these players are available back if he gets injured. Julian, you made the point about Harvey Barnes. And on BT, they were saying he was the player most likely for Leicester City. That second half, we weren't really getting him into the game, though, were we? No, and like I say, you know, you know, I've said it before, we didn't really have any points of control in the game. And that's where, you know, when you've got a bit of control, you can work the ball out one way or the other. And we, we never really had that. It was a bit rushed, if I'm honest. And, you know, but it was the moments that it went over to his side that, uh, you know, he looked quite lively. He had a great battle with a fullback who was a decent player. Uh, and I think if you remember watching in the game, he, he sort of put his hand up and said three times when he was being yeah. fouled. And and that's unfortunate because, you know, when Acho comes off, it looks bad, but he's actually just sort of jockeying for position, catches him and gets a yellow card for his first incident. Uh, and the guy impedes, you know, Harvey three times. And you'd think at least on the third time he's going to get a yellow card, which then puts him on edge a little bit. But he was never on edge because, you know, he didn't, in the first three bad fouls, if you're allowed to foul someone, you'll keep fouling them, you know, just to stop them at all costs. Yeah. And, you know, it would have been nice to see that if he had got a yellow, how he would have treated him then because... Uh, like I say, it was a good battle, and I, I thought Harvey edged it. And uh, yeah, it, it was the most likely on the evening. I felt as a defender, Julian. Do you, uh, yeah, if that was you and you were getting away with it, do you think? And we're going to come on to the ref next. But do you think that hey, I, you know, this ref is 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 pretty lenient. I can get away with more than perhaps I I thought I could do. And you do tend to go in a little bit harder and, uh, and try things that you probably wouldn't normally. Of course you do. If you're up, if you're up against a player of that sort of stature, you know, as in Harvey Barnes, and, and and you are getting away with it, you know, you need every advantage you'll get, and you'll absolutely, you know, use that, you know, to the maximum, and yeah. you'll probably use it. And in today's game, you'll you'll keep going and keep going and keep going until the point that you do get booked. It was a bit different, sort of back in the day. I mean, I think players give a card away so easily these days. We were sort of you know, train not to, uh, if possible, whereas now it just seems acceptable to stick a leg out, bring someone down and take one for the team, which I, I don't necessarily agree with. But yeah, 
he will have used that to his advantage, and, and and he did do, you know, to be allowed, you know, for three fouls that were all possible bookings, and but not get booked for any of them or all of them combined, you know, which didn't help Harvey. We had VAR tonight, although you probably wouldn't have known it. Um, and I think I've never been one for sort of blaming the ref for, you know, if we lose a game or whatever, because at the end of the day, the refs should be the same for both. If he's bad for one, he should be the same for the other. We know from European experience and, um, and Madrid that uh, the referees aren't always <laughs> fair. But I want to get it for this point from both of you, one, one as a fan and, and one as a player. Start with, with, with the fan, Brad. And there's been a lot of criticism of the ref tonight. Give us your thought on it. He was awful. Only Mm. second to that Atletico ref. He was Mm. second to our worst refs we've had in not just Europe, by the way. That was the worst ref ref ever. Mm. He was awful. I mean, there was one point, I I nearly put my phone... Well, I did. I dropped my phone in laughter. The player literally made a tackle, which is only acceptable in rugby. He fell into our player, didn't get a free kick, didn't get booking. And then our bloke went... You're right, mate. And he got shot. He got. I mean, going back to COD, mate, I get shot by a sniper and I'm like, where the hell is he? Well, I know where he is now. He's in Slavia, Prague, because they were getting shot left, right and centre. I mean, my condolences go out to the family if they've got medical conditions. All these YouTuber boxings, get the Slavia, Prague players and here I'll box them for YouTube because if they go down that east on a football pitch and, and get away with it, it, oh, God, that referee was awful. Italian referee, Julian, would you agree, though? Yeah, and he's probably what he's used to domestically. I mean, you know, you could hear the squeals, which is it always embarrasses me as an ex-professional. And but when you know, if if the ref gives the first one when someone goes down squealing, they're going to carry on doing it, and they did, and they did, and you know, I find it uncomfortable to watch, if I'm honest with you. And uh, you know, it does it puts a bias on the game from the style that the referees used to refereeing. And it suited, obviously, uh, Prague a lot better than it did us. So, yeah, really, really poor, to be honest. And at this level of competition, you would expect a lot better. And surely there are better referees around than that. Do you, And I don't know whether either of you know this. Do we have the same ref for the second leg or is it just a different set of officials altogether? I can't imagine it be the same one. First of all, he needs looking at. That game needs, genuinely, it needs looking at. <laughs> Uh, first of all, let's get this out there. That, that I want to get this point out there. That this 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 refereeing performance does not impact the fact that Leicester didn't get the job done on the pitch. Just before anyone brings that up as a thing, but they a I don't think they do official. I think it's always a different official per tie. Um, yeah. But I just if that's the state of the officiating officials that are running this, that are programmed to be in this tournament, that are picked to be in this tournament then there's a whole inquisition that needs going on. Because I'm sorry, right, a Sunday league ref could have ref that better and would have been less biased. Because that was just, it was just so imbalanced in his incompetence. You know, it, it, it was less of, was it a foul, weren't it a foul? It was, did his screen register on the bar Richter scale for me to give a free kick or not? Because... Yeah, he gave some soft free kicks to us as well. You know, some some of them leg stick out fouls and, you know, them shoulder barging ones. But our players were at least getting up. And our players, I mean, I saw one where Chen goes under. It might have been the incident where he got where the bloke got speared afterwards. No, it wasn't. Under got two players around him, didn't he? Tried to keep hold of the ball, tried to keep hold of the ball. And the bloke, like this, leant into under like that, all the way down to the ground to make sure he hit the deck. Nothing given. Chowdhury makes an inch perfect, 100% contact on the ball, slide tackle. Oh, my knee! My knee, I'm dead! Oh, it's going to be amputated. I, I was like, what is going on? What am I watching? What am I watching? WWE or a football match? Just to get away with that. Just to get away with it. Yeah, that, that's me auditioning for the BAFTAs, right? I'm yeah. going for best, best secondary actor on this on this show. It was just but, ridiculous. But Friday's version of uh, Chris Kamara. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we 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 get. I agree totally. And even I mean, Steve McManaman. And again, he, he was he was 
building Leicester up very good. He was very supportive as left. I know a lot of people don't like him as a commentator, but he made this exact same point, probably not quite as... Um, you know, in, in the manner of dance, but he made the same point on the telly about that particular two incidences. Julian, that said, there's nothing like making an impact. Brendan made some substitution. Inacho hadn't been on the pitch a minute and he got booked. Yeah, I mean, you, you can see both sides. I mean, it's quite natural, uh, not so much these days, but back in the day, you know, you put your arms up to protect yourself, to, you know, push the player away, to ju just to provide yourself with some space. You're holding him off, then knowing you can have the ball to feet or to your chest, uh, and it's in his face, and obviously the guy goes down like he's been shot, and, you know, and, it, and the, the referee straight away, again, I thought it was a poor decision, especially as he'd, he'd literally just come onto the pitch. So... And that puts him on the edge then, you know, he can't put another foot wrong for the rest of the game. And, and you know, you bring on a sub for a positive reason. I thought, he did okay. I thought he did okay when he came on, but obviously then he probably can't be as aggressive as he would have wanted to be or Brendan would have wanted him to be. So, you know, it put us on the on, put in the actual on a back foot a little bit, but uh, I don't think it had much more effect on the game. But yeah, a bit, bit daft really, to be honest, by the ref. Brad, we've got to really hope nothing happens. Excuse me, but... <coughs> That last drink of water went down the wrong way. And it is water, I promise you. Um, but Brad, the, got to hope that Vardy isn't going to um, get injured at all because we've got no Perez. And now for the next leg, we've got no Inacho. I'm just going to take myself out of here while I have a good cough. So you, you reply to that, Brad, while I go and die in the background. Yeah, I will do. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not, not it's not brilliant to to get a yellow card like that. And I mean, I don't know what the referee's thinking there, Julian. I mean, you, you as a player, I mean, I know he has a little look at him, but he's only looking where he is, see where he is. Yeah. I mean, you say it didn't have too much of an effect on the game, but I, I it actually did. I mean, do you not as as I mean, obviously, I know you you were defended by trait, but did you ever have a player that you noticed? Maybe got a rollicking for for getting an early yellow card or or letting that affect him because I remember a couple of minutes later the ball was put up to Iniacho and his arms were by his side it, it, as if mm. the signals were free. I'm not jumping with my arms because you're going to send me off. Yeah. You know, did you ever feel that that you know the the impact that can have on a player whether you know like yourself maybe choose you know not fully committing the way you would intend to if you weren't on a booking for a foul is it something that can affect you a little bit? It could on the more rasher things, but I think, you know, again, it, it was it, it was harder to get a yellow card in our day. You know, we used to talk to, well, I used to talk to the ref yeah, yeah. all the time, get him on my side, you know, well done ref, great decision ref, or I think you missed that one ref, and talking to all the games and get that. And I, I got away with murder sometimes. But when you did get booked, the ref then in those days would be where I booked him, you know, and he would probably give you a little bit more leniency than he perhaps would if you weren't booked, whereas now it's sort of black and white. You know, you, 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 you're booked and then you trip a player over and it's bush, you know, you're off straight away. Uh, there was a bit more common sense, I think, you know, back in the day than there is now. And it's, it's difficult for the refs, actually, because if, if it's deemed a bookable offence, why didn't you send him off? You can't really say, well, I was using common sense because I've already given him a yellow, whereas that was acceptable, you know, 20 years ago. And it unfortunately, it's not now. And that's why... You know, like that for me, that's why I don't understand why players do give up that first card so easily sometimes. I mean, guys, I oh, I think I'm back. Um, overall, and this is we, we mentioned this um, at the uh, at the get go at the start, we haven't conceded, we didn't score because which is a shame, but we didn't concede. But we've got to be careful because the way goals are counting double. We have to win. A draw is not going to be good enough. We're not going to go through with a draw or with away goals or anything like that. We have to go out and win. We've, I say, only got Jamie Vardy now up front. It, it's going to be a really tough game, isn't it, Brad? Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, the away goals never sat right with me. I don't understand where, why a team gets such a praise and a modesty for, for, for getting one away goal because you could argue that you know as you know as a home side that they, they've done a job keeping us out and like you said a one or draw knocks us out which 
Is that, re- is that really fair? If you're only both good enough to get a draw, you, you don't, you've never seen that in the FA Cup, have you? You've never seen, I've never, it's the only ever time I've ever heard an away goal ruling count since, since the days of the um, League Cup when they used to have it. And that's, that baffled me then growing up. I didn't understand how you could win ties on the away leg. Because if you lose the first leg 3 1, then the home team surely did the better job. You know what I mean, but if they go, to, if they yeah. then go at home and, and win two 0 they'll go through because they got an away goal. It's like, but you lost three one. Surely you don't deserve. But besides that, we know what we're up against. We know what we got to have to do, and we need to knock that performance up ten, twenty, thirty times better than what it was yeah. to get through and 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 make sure the away goal was not in the equation in the second leg. You'll remember away goals working in our favour in the League Cup, <laughs> won't you, Julian? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, thank, thank God for away goals winning. <laughs> I know. I know it was Wimbledon, was it? Did, we, did the same happen against Villa as well in a semi? I can't. I just remember the Wimbledon one. It was uh, a yeah. glorious, glorious night. Yeah. Simon Grayson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely great night. But, Julian, I mean, we're, we're saying this and we are saying our performance wasn't great and we're not I'm not arguing with that you know and you'll see from uh, Alan Bennett's ratings his thoughts in a moment but it was August 2018 when this team last lost a home league game they've they've lost I think five since then I think it is but they've all been in European ties and a couple of those have been to people like Inter Milan and and Barcelona Mm. it was never going to be easy are we sort of looking at the performance saying, like, in a way, I'll stick with Julian on this one, in a way, it wasn't as bad maybe as as as, as we are making out? No, I mean, and I think, obviously, they're the best, they're the better team in, you know, in, in their league. And they've got the confidence of that. And, and to come into the game knowing that, you know, we're such a good Premier League side probably means that, you know, they've, they've done the homework and... They've fancied the chances. Uh, they've worked hard. Uh, they've stopped us doing what we do best, and and they've got the right result. But I think for us now, I think we're in a good position because, however much homework you did on Prague, you, you're watching them play in a league where the style of football is slightly different to ours. You know, if we watch a Spanish team and they're playing Spanish teams, the, the style's different. There's no two ways about it. Italy the same, France the same. So we've watched, we've watched and analysed and thought, oh, you know, these are the strong points. This is how they play. But they're coping with a different kind of opponent to what we are. Now, there, there shouldn't be any surprises because we've had 90 minutes on the pitch with them. We've known how they've defended against us, how they've attacked against us and the general 90 minutes of play. So there aren't any more surprises to be had. So I would, I would like to think that, you know, having, having played the game tonight, walked off the pitch, obviously they'll be analysing it a lot, especially nearer the time and when they're working up to it. Uh, and you would like to think then we get it tactically probably better than we did tonight. Brad, does it look worse because, like I said earlier, Tottenham stuck four past their opponents, Man United did the same? Well, obviously, it always looks worse. And, and especially when you're thinking, even if we'd have got 2 nil, and we did, you know, I think what's annoyed is, is not just our performance, because our performance wasn't brilliant. We didn't get them at... at, at you, you know, we didn't go at them as much as we should have. But when we played in Europe before, and I remember the three-all draw earlier in this competition and, and, and games gone by when we were in the Champions League and things like that. And I thought, yeah, we got more comfortable results. And yeah, we came out of the wins. And we played teams with similar stats. It was top of their league in their country. They hadn't lost many games. They were hard to beat and all this. And we all came out of it going, well, you know, we always had a lot of people that came out and went, when we beat them going, yeah, well, they're only in this league. It's suddenly it was convenient that they're only in that league. But tonight, you know, there was a lot of things that you say ourselves we were disappointed in. But you've just got to go with it at the end of the day. Uh, you, you go into that game and seeing a team like that do, we should have at least come away with that 2-0. I'd have been happy if it had come away with that with a 1-0 win and we were sat there going, fair play, Slavia. Yeah, you had 20, you had 10, 15 chances, seven on targets. You worked as you worked your knackers off and you, you pegged us back and we we hit you on the counter and we've snuck an away goal. I would have much more enjoyed talking about the game like that than what I witnessed today because while we were while they were poor, we were mismatched in the midfield. Like Julian said earlier, 
We just seem to stutter on the ball. We seem to be, be, be jittery, trying things too quickly. That's where the disappointment comes. If we get that right and we perform like the Leicester we know, Chris, like you, you're saying there, I've got no doubt we will beat them in the home tie. Julian, were you surprised with the substitution? 62 minutes, Vardy off, Inchacho on, uh, or Brighton off, probably not his best game, under on, and then Madison off for Chowdhury. Was it almost like maybe Brendan was playing for the nil-nil and wanted just to get home without conceding? I mean, if you could say that all three players that came off weren't injured, then, you know, there might be question marks. He might be looking towards the Villa game with a bit more importance, thinking, you know, we are, we're OK tonight. We're not going to concede. It looks like a nil-nil. I'll take that. So he's taken Vardy off, um, putting the on. I personally thought the way we played tonight didn't really suit, you know, what Jamie's strengths are. And, and maybe he was looking at a different angle with Iniacho. Um so, and then, you know, all Brighton is arresting him and Under's not really had any game time and he thought it might be the right opportunity. Um, so, you know, there's, there's all sorts of bits that they could have been wondering about and, you know, bringing Chowdhury on for Madison probably right at that time in the game. And then, and, and as much as we sit here tonight and we have that little bit of disappointment we thought we might have done better, if you just sort of spin that around and think whatever result we get at home if we win, then tonight's been a good, good result because we might win 1-0 and go through to the last 16. So we shouldn't be too downhearted. I just think we're disappointed because we've got great expectations for the team. <coughs> Let's not forget this is further than we've ever been in this competition before. So, we, you know, we, it's not all, all bad news. Uh, Brookline, some of our players were cocky going in. Julian, again, I'll stay with you as a player. I don't think you're going to any game cocky, do you? Uh, no, I mean, I think you, you might get players who are slightly arrogant, which is probably what they need when they've got that ability. Uh, but I, I don't I don't think we'd have treated it cocky, and especially after the first five minutes when they, they had a couple of corners and a couple of half, you know, chances, or not so much half chances, but some good scenarios that they could have done a little bit better with. I think if there was any cockiness, that would have uh, been ironed out very, very, very quickly. But no, I think I think with the, with the approach to the game, right, and what, what surprised me is that, you know, the way we played against Liverpool, where we were a lot more cautious and tried to feed our way into the game, I actually felt we would start off like that tonight before the game, and, yeah. and we didn't. We sort of seemed to, uh, you know, wanting to get at them quite quickly. But uh, again, as I said before, that sort of led to a bit of a boxing tie, uh, two heavy sluggers going for it, just swinging at each other. And uh, like I say, no real control over the game. And, you know, so in all that, not really controlling the game, we've, we feel like we've not really performed well, not any or a large amount of great performances. And yet we've got a clean sheet away from home in Europe and we're bringing that, you know, back to, back to our place. So let's hope that we, we go for it and get the right results second time. Clean, clean sheet, a lot of that was down to, to Casper. He, he made a, a couple of good saves, as he always does. But Brad, he also had a bit of a, a heart-in-mouth moment uh, just before the 60-minute uh, mark. Dropped the ball, was grateful that Amati was there to uh, to kick it out. Well, I think he was actually annoyed that Amati was in his way because there was no... I mean, it was a great clearance and Amati did exactly what you'd expect to do in that situation. But yes. I, looked, I looked back at it and... Slavia weren't aware to the situation. Obviously, Amati wasn't going to do that. Um, wasn't going to know that. But he probably wanted to pounce on that ball and bring it into chess because that, that turf in and around the six-yard box at that end of the pitch looked a bit bit sketchy, to say the least. But it was a bit of heart in mouth moment. I'm not going to lie. I thought, oh, God, here comes Alisson. He's, he's come on for us in goal. But... Uh, <laughs> they dealt with it. They did it, and and Amati has has shown me that something that that I do like to see because I'm not always too keen on this pass it around the back four and goalkeeper thing. Is he was very no nonsense, and that you yeah. know he got oh, it, he got it clear you before anything. Yeah, so Julian, yeah. that's what you want a defender to do, isn't it? You know, in that situation, don't wait for a shout. Just stick it in Rose Ed. Yeah, I mean, your instincts there just kick in. It drops. He's probably not aware of exactly what's around him. You know, there's a lot of players in the box. You would never, ever think twice. It's just a case of uh, as far and as high as I can get it and, you know, let's squeeze out, get the, get the lines out and uh, and go and press the ball when it drops. And I thought he, and he did well in that instance and I thought he did. He, did, he had a decent game as well. Brilliant. Well, we're going to come on in a second to both of your choices for Man of the Match and your team and manager ratings. But just a little bit of a clue here as to maybe who uh, Alan has gone for. 
do you enjoy most about being a, a Premier League footballer? Yeah. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Is this not the most perfect kingdom of them all? And making a uh, very uh, welcome guest appearance. Um, couldn't get Jesus today, Brad. Sorry, so we had to go for Lord Farquhar. But let's have a look at Alan and see what he's gone for there. Obviously, Soyun Chu, and I thought he had a, had a, a good match um, at, at, uh, at centre-back. He's given the manager six and he's given um, the team six. Brad, first of all, agree, disagree? It's not really much I can disagree on. It was one of them performances tonight. You know, it they, they warrants a six. It doesn't warrant anything lower because that'd be too harsh. You know, mm. as 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 harsh and as critical as we've been. But that's like Julian said. That's just because of expect expectancy we carry as fans and as former players and and what have you. That's what we carry as 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 expectations. But yeah, six was you know fair and. You know, go re-emphasising re the point again that, that, that it's nice to see our defence looking a bit stronger and as as brilliant, phenomenal would be the best word to describe as Fafana's been and having Evans there, sometimes it is just reassuring when you've got a team like this that come at you and might catch you cold just to have Mr No-Nonsense and that's exactly what Sorenshire is. None of this fancy flicky-dicky, pass it around, it's out you go, see you later, thou shall not pass. And yeah, man of the match for me. In a in a, in a below-par performance, he's man of the match. Is that, Julian, is that a um, technical football term, flicky-dicky? <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I've heard for some time. I do. I think Marty might have mentioned that a few times back in my day. I think, I think that I think that's Brad going off on another on another thing completely there. So Chu, man of the match for you? Uh, no, I, I mean I, I thought he did really really well. I said like against Liverpool, he started on the front foot, and he did tonight. I think he's uh, he's one of those defenders who really likes to get in an intercept rather than sit off. He's, he's very very positive in his, his way he marks players and he. You know, where he, he tries to read the game. And I thought he really did well. For me, it was, I just thought Arby Barnes was the one that, as I'm watching a game that wasn't fantastic, he was like, you know, the, the bright spark that, that may have, you know, turned the game from us. And yeah. I think, unfortunately, like I said earlier, didn't get the ball enough. But I thought when he did, he had a great battle with the full bite. But, and I thought he came out on top of that. Um, and I th But I, th I just thought he was going to unlock the door at some point. Unfortunately, he didn't tonight. But I thought really put a good performance in and he's gone from fringes to, you know, main, mainstream first team player for me. He's, he's doing fantastic. Quick one before we finish from both of you then. Um, oh, let's just see. There's a couple of comments coming up here. Um, Sion Shu equals dream killer. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Inchi Nacho did not deserve that card for those theatrics. We did, we did, we do know that their players did go down like uh, like that they'd been shot. Quick one word answer from both of you. We've come away from the away leg, nil nil. Haven't conceded. Haven't got the away goal, goal though. But we are back at home. But there'll be no fans there. So you know whether that sort of will help or not. But. Can we win the tie overall? Because at the, at the moment, technically, it is only half time. Brad, first of all, yes or no? Definitely. <laughs> You're pinching Julian's words. <laughs> yeah, got you this now, Julian. <laughs> and Julian? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I like it. You two become you two are becoming a double out like the two Ronnies here. <laughs> Getting to know each other. Brilliant. Guys, thank you very much. And it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you for coming on. And uh, hopefully hopefully see yeah, you both at the weekend on Sunday for the after the Aston Villa game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been a pleasure coming on. Cheers, Julian, as well. Cheers, man. Thanks very much, Julian. Thanks very much, Brad. And we'll see you on Sunday. Take care. Good now. Guys. Cheers. See, you. see you Sunday, guys. Bye. So thanks a lot to Julian. D Julian, I'm 25 years in Burnley coming out there. Um, 
a Facebook user here said, yes, we uh, we can be a different game at the King Power. Let us hope so. It's not over. It's not the end of the world. You know, at the end of the day, we haven't lost. And it is only, as I say, half time. But we go again on Sunday uh, against Aston Villa. I go again tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, the Opposition View show. And we'll have a chap... And Austin, and Austin, honestly, I, I need a new set of teeth, I tell you. An Aston Villa fan will be coming on tomorrow night at seven for the Opposition View show. Back to league action at the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all your comments. Thanks for joining in. Um, it's still only half nine. It's early. It's nice to have an evening kickoff where you've still got some of the evening left afterwards. Take care, guys. Thanks very much for joining us. We will see you tomorrow night. All the best. Stay safe now. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.